0: Welcome to the Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a
1: time. In this week's episode of the Kindness Project, we talk about canned drinks, swimming pool balls, and we have part two of our interview with Tarina Mirza.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Kindness Project. I've joined. I'm joined by a man who actually went out today. It's Russell Dames. And a girl who is currently drinking a Pepsi Max. It's uh, it's Charlotte. How you doing? How are we doing, guys?
1: Um, We're good. We're good. We're good.
2: Yeah, i good, thank you.
1: We're doing okay. We're uh, doing this quite late at night. We are. Not as late as we've done it before, but... Well,
0: we know that when we record a late podcast, it normally... Or an early is, one. Or an early one. It normally descends into more nonsense than uh, uh, it's... Uh, more nonsense than it it normally does. So I'm hoping that this is the right sort of light where we can keep it moderately sensible, but it's still quite good fun. Shall we crack on with the question of the podcast and we'll get it, uh, we'll get it early. Um, I I was just thinking about what podcast question we're gonna ask today, because bear in mind, we're now on podcast episode 213. So that is a lot of questions we've asked. I think we might have asked everything, (laughs) ever. We've put all the philosophical and existential questions out there. Do we know what everyone's favourite animal is
1: yet? Yeah, we've put all the
0: philosophical and existential questions out there. So we've just kept it simple this week and gone
2: for, what's your favourite canned drink? Now, Russ, what's your favourite? Is it alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Oh, good question. Good question. I'll let you pick either. Well, well I, I don't drink now. I give up drinking. Like, <laughs> Did you ask about alcoholic then? it's the principle. I can't. Drink yeah. Pepsi. Well, for the for the purposes of our listeners, you can pick either alcoholic or non-alcoholic. As long as it comes in oh, a can, long we fine. As, so, as
0: long as it comes in a can, it's all good. Mostly, I drink Pepsi Max. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. Charlotte's drinking a Pepsi Max right now, but. I, I don't I can't drink too much coke without it feeling like a bit gattersy and a bit sort well, of uh, drinks, sugary.
2: Kelly drinks the uh, Dutch Pepper Zero. Would you say you super tenants? Yeah. Uh, well, she might. C- have cans of super that.
0: strong lager. I know. I mean, I, I, know, I thought that about Kelly, Russ, but I didn't want to say anything. No, don't come back. Yeah, little zero. do you
1: know, we've we've got cans of, like, absinthe in the fridge or something. Have we? <laughs> no, we don't. Can
2: you get absinthe in a can? <laughs> I don't think <Right>. <laughs> can. What? But I, did find, I did find out when Kelly was researching your martini, your espresso, espresso martini espresso martini ice cream. Right. You can get it in a can. Sorry, are you going to bring some espresso martini I've ice cream down? I've not been able to lay my hands on a can of espresso martini yet. Right. As soon as I do. in March, I will bring your espresso yeah, martini He
0: ice cream. promised me espresso martini ice cream, didn't he? I did. Are you going to let,
2: are you Wait, going to let I, down
0: that promise of an espresso no, no, martini no. ice cream?
2: I have remembered. You've forgotten. Oh, I remember. <laughs> I had forgotten. I had forgotten, but had now I've remembered. Remembering remember espresso martini ice cream. That's right. I, you know, can you get espresso martini in a can? It can't yeah, be as good you, as a. You can get espresso martini in a can. Hmm. Why are you getting a can, and not the uh, sort of raw ingredients? I've got no use for a bottle of martini, and all I need is a teaspoon.
0: Gotcha. Fair enough. All right. Well, I'll, 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 I'll let you off on that
2: one. I
0: I think my favorite can is definitely lip. I love a lip. Yeah. Because of its so sort of tropical taste. It's really amazing. <laughs> but you know what I all, always used to like, because we're a rust, and this doesn't count as a canned drink, so anybody saying this, we're not going to read it out. Do you remember on Bongo? I on Bongo, on that, Bongo, that. you drink it in the Jungle. And
2: that, that was amazing, can, wasn't it? That I you can you get on Bongo still in a can? You can get on Bongo in a can? I'm, I'm pretty sure you can.
0: Oh, amazing.
1: a bit like a Rubicon?
0: Uh, it's a bit Rubicon-esque, is that a word? <laughs> I just made that up, yeah. Rubicon-esque, I like that. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. What can drink would you never touch? I know, I know what mine is.
1: Anything
0: alcoholic. Iron brew. <gasps> really,
2: sacrilege! Really, really don't see the point of I've, got, iron, bro. I've never had iron brew, I
0: don't
2: know what it tastes like, but...
0: Yeah, you're not missing
2: me. Most
1: of you
0: have dishonored me today. But then we've dishonored her but not liking no. Iron Brew. Uh, actually, I'm probably in a better position, Russ, because I said that? I've tried it but didn't like it. Was what, that? Flavor what flavor is Iron Brew?
2: What flavor
0: is Iron Brew? Iron Brew. It's Iron Brew
2: flavor. I see a good advert, Iron Brew advert. I was watching this thing on Channel 5, and they had the Snowman advert. Oh, yes. And, and the song was Iron Brew. Yes, we're walking in the hall. yeah, drinking and sipping, and, an and the snowman brownies. pinched basically yeah. pinched the
0: kid's iron brew and threw him in the snow.
2: And and then part they had a part two of that. Yeah, where where he was in the aeroplane chasing after the yeah.
0: yeah, and then Father Christmas at the iron That's great doing this in February and <laughs> talking about iron brew adverts, Christmas ones.
1: It's not fair, um.
0: And you can get in touch with us, ladies and gents, using the following online sources.
1: So on Twitter, we're at Ola Kindness. Yep, that's right. On Facebook, if you type The Kindness Project, we will come up. In, in Google, if you type The Kindness Project podcast, we'll come up. <laughs> If you just want to go straight to the website, it's www.thekindnessproject.co.uk.
0: Yeah, and all of our uh, previous episodes are on, the, uh, are on the website.
1: And then the email is on uk. So,
0: yeah, feel free to get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. We couldn't do this show without your amazing comments uh, for the question of the podcast. We absolutely love uh, hearing from you. So, thank you for doing that. So, We've done sort of canned drinks. What else is going on in our lives at the minute that we want to talk about? Um, you and
1: Soph went swimming today?
0: We did <laughs> we did go swimming, yeah. yeah. And I tell you what, Russ, I did a cannonball.
2: I haven't done a cannonball into a swimming pool for years. I don't, I don't know if that's something to be proud of at your age, to be honest. What what do you, you know, mean? You, you know what they say? You you have the big sign on the side of the swimming pool, no no bombing. No running. No, no. The
0: only sign in my swimming pool is no diving. So
2: you can splash. Well, this you is can... not just an old you're dug in the you garden. Can, you
1: can jump in the pool you, as long as you've not as long as you're not good at it.
2: You can bomb. You
0: can even heavy pet. I mean Gassie wasn't there today, but I, I didn't I didn't get involved in any heavy petting. Um uh, so yeah, it was, you got, apparently, a and ball, you can do with that, as long as you don't dive. Oh, well. Yeah, but the problem is with a, have a little sort of move around. Sorry. The problem is with a cannonball, is it hurts when it is water, I didn't realise.
2: What do you mean at your age? What's the wrong
0: age to do a cannibal race?
2: Well, usually there's signs that say you're not allowed to do anything like no, that. You're allowed? And I would have thought, at your age, you would have known better. But what age should I have known better? Nobody wants a little spotty teenager playing their whistle saying, Sir?
0: I would have loved that. I, do you know what I mean? 44 years of age, a teenager chasing me out of the pool for doing a cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
0: would have been amazing. Um, but you know what? I've, funny enough, I was having this conversation with uh, my mate yesterday. We went for a run. <laughs> so uh for the listeners who don't know we don't live a million miles away from uh, the Olympic Park in East London um it's a train ride away probably I don't know he lives pretty close to it we're probably about 40 minutes on a on a train away from it and there was a 10k run and I haven't since that I did the marathon last year I haven't done that much running so I like, I'll get this one in the diary and we'll go for a run and um as we were running around we were talking about the fact that um, I actually think there is some value in just trying to stay as young as possible. Now, clearly that doesn't mean, like, sort of childish behaviour, but not putting limits on what you think you can do because of your particular age. I mean, I've seen an 85-year-old woman do a wind walk, and she loved it. So I think... um, cannonballing into your local pool. Make sure there's no kids around, Can Cannonballing into your local pool at
2: the age of 44. I think it's perfectly acceptable. It wasn't a problem with your age and cannonballing. It was a problem with your age and breaking the rules. Ah,
1: ah. I remember when, I think it it was probably you, um, and we were in Scotland and you jumped into that pool um, I can't remember if it was you or not, came out with the, the lines at the bottom of the pool printed <laughs> oh on the no. foreheads.
0: I've, done that. I've that, done that. That was you,
1: I've done yeah.
0: That. I, in Cornwall once, I tried I tried to do an handstand in the pool, let go, slipped and banged my head on the bottom. Um, so I've done I've done all of that sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah,
1: no, you came up and you just had the lines.
0: No, well, in, co- in Cornwall, when Very I tried deep. to do the handstand slip, I actually banged my head. And add a sort of, uh, it bled a bit, so it was quite a serious one. But you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't live life like you're young, you can get old very quickly. I think. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I still quite enjoy it. I still quite enjoy it.
2: So yeah, swimming. Where, where was, what, what have you been up to, Russ? Um, my birthday. Yes. I had a nice quiet birthday. Tell us about your Good birthday. I had some. I had some gammon and egg and chips for dinner. <laughs> classic, classic birthday dinner. Did you
1: get our message, Russell?
2: I did. The video yeah. was very pleasant. <laughs> yeah.
0: We send, we send Russell a video every year. Well, not every year. We
2: day. try, we try. Well, you know what? We had a 10 year gap. Yeah, you know what? Doing... You know what the unbelievable, unbelievably thing is? And I've been telling everybody I speak to, never. Have I had somebody WhatsApp me and say, oh, is it your birthday today? What do you mean? You should have known when my birthday was. Uh, I will need to check, Russ. I'm sorry.
0: I had to to WhatsApp him.
2: I know that your birthday is the 17th of August. It's not. It's the 16th. It's the 16th. Oh,
1: it's the seventeenth. It is oh, the seventeenth. And uh no, I know because it took me sixteen now years now to you learn.
2: Me, yeah, now you find me down yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: yeah. it, it took me sixteen right. years to learn that I should put it in my calendar so that I don't forget.
0: Right. So yeah, it's my birthday's the seventeenth of August. Thank you to uh saying it on the podcast for all those fools. Fraud- out there who want to know memory card details or whatever cheers mate it's not like giving
1: um, out your string isn't it is
0: it um but yes yeah, my birthday's the 17th of august i'm 44. any other personal information you want to give out russ no no all oh, oh, right, that's fine. Here. Your own
2: address, will um, be next. yeah, own address, yeah, yeah, Just, yeah, I could, I could, can... to write to me on the, uh, on the above email? I'm quite happy to send them a couple of your bills and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Just send them all your birthday details as
2: well. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, but um, I just wanted to check, my friend, to make sure that uh, I'd got the right day. So, right, I do that.
2: I can understand that because Daddy's birthday. Well, on being... on Facebook, Dad's it's birthday fairly. comes up yeah. as a different day.
0: So I was like, So have <laughs> you been telling that I don't I don't know what your birthday is? Uh Les K
2: Les. Yeah, go on. Yeah, K. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's the only, <laughs> they're the only two people I spoke to. Oh, right,
0: okay, fair enough. So you're not spreading it far and wide, are you?
2: No, no. Listen, I I actually
0: made sure that you got a shout out on our little business community as well. Rather didn't
2: embarrassing I? that was, yeah. What do you mean embarrassing? I wanted to share the love. Yeah, rather embarrassing that was. <laughs> then, embarrassing. I had to go, then I had to go through and like all the comments.
0: Of course you have. That that is a problem with Facebook, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? If you don't like a nice comment about you, yeah. it feels a bit. You feel a bit obligated to recognise the fact that people yeah. have been nice to you. Um, and I don't think that's a problem. We are a podcast about kindness, after all. And you know, people are kind enough to make a little comment um I mean they didn't do you a video about us, did they no no and they didn't no, WhatsApp no. you kindly to check that the video was on the right <laughs> time I mean that to me is an act of kindness right right Charlotte yeah I mean no, no, no one no one
1: sent you a video with some nice little in jokes
0: who, who, who else is calling your dog chucks on your birthday
2: oddly <laughs> enough I get the on on Facebook it does that cool thing where it sends you videos people have sent you before yeah, yeah. And earlier in the day, I'd got the video from a couple of years back. Well, the one from a couple
0: of years back is amazing. The one that <laughs> the it's original. all based on, the OG <laughs> birthday video, is 12 years old now, right? Yeah. And And the reason we do it is because we always like to... I mean, go back 10 years, Charlotte was eight, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I'm um, actually going 12 years, Charlotte was six. I think
2: that uh, might have been the one I see. Oh, it might have been. Um, where Sophie and Charlotte were still quite young.
0: <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been, would it? No, because it was just
2: me the first o- time. The OG video,
0: it was just me and Charlotte. And she just at the end, like six-year-olds do, uh, she just went, uh, nice, isn't it? Like that. Yeah. And, and then also just went, have a nice time and every video we do we've got to repeat the phrases nice yeah. isn't it and have a nice fun and yeah. i
1: will never live it down and okay. when she's every 38
0: day. and i'm really old and still dive bobbing
2: into a pole, <laughs> um i am going to be repeating nice isn't it and okay, now. talking of for videos you know what i think you should bring back the poetry corner see so, yeah, yeah uh, I, I love that yeah
0: yeah yeah just just for our listeners who don't know what poetry corner is and uh on a personal connection with me on Facebook my youngest daughter and I used to do uh just pick a poem we like and just read it together on a Facebook video and it actually it went it got quite popular not yeah, as well, popular as the podcast because we got you know, but but yeah, just just doing that sort of stuff is always good. Poetry was are good. But just a visual question of the podcast. What's your um? What's your favourite poem? Poem? Oh, yeah, I know it's cheesy, and I know it's um and I think we might do this as next week's question of the podcast actually because I don't think we've done favourite poems before we've done
1: favourite animal either we'll just keep stashing
2: them up <laughs> favourite animal we haven't done favourite animal that's surprising
1: animal. uh I I
0: like right uh Rudyard Kipling's if um that is for me one of the best pieces of poetry ever I know it's cheesy and I know everybody says about Rudyard Kipling, but it is have you ever read if
2: I haven't Listeners, have you ever read it? I've
1: had it read to me.
0: Yeah. If if you haven't uh, uh, read or you know, there's uh, it's quite a famous poem, so there's loads of sort of YouTube versions. Take a look at it on YouTube. It is an amazing piece of work. It's
2: going to be the next thing I do straight after this. But I I
0: actually think you love it. Give it a go. I
1: quite like um... I think my favourite poem is, if I can remember the name of it, 93% Stardust, or I think it's something yes. along those
0: lines.
2: What was the? Uh,
1: what? Nikita Gill.
2: Nikita, Nikita Gill.
1: Bright pronunciation. Uh, just, it's a really short poem, but I really love it. I hope I remember the name of the poem and the author correctly. Yeah. Um, But I just, I really love it.
0: So we will, t- actually, now we know, we will talk about poetry on next week's uh. Show because I think next week's question is definitely going to be
1: What's what, your favorite
0: poem? poem and why? Um, but let's move on with the show and let's have a little bit of that. Should be big moment, make sure you get it right. You
1: gave me a fright
0: there, <laughs> <laughs> dead air on a kind podcast. Is...
1: <laughs> I've,
0: I've got a wiggly finger in front of me, face um yes it is kindness news ladies and gents it's the bit of the podcast where we share with you just some positive stories of stuff going on in the world because uh if you've been a uh sort of uh a regular listener to the kindness project you know we're all about um particularly in a world where there's plenty of stuff going on that's not that positive mm. um uh Uh, The stories of what most people's lives are, which is uh, kind, optimistic and doing good stuff. So I want to share the story today of the woman who pays for a random child's birthday cake every year in honour of her late daughter. Uh, A grieving mother buys a cake for a child she doesn't know every year in memory of her late daughter. Ashley Santee from Scottsdale, Arizona, lost her little girl, McKenna Jodell, in 2008. Just nine months old time, McKenna sadly died of a traumatic brain injury after a TV accident fell on her. Since then, every year on what would be the day of her daughter's birthday, Santee goes to a local bakery and pays for a random child's birthday cake in McKenna's honour. This year, she purchased a cake for an 11-year-old girl named Madison, whose older brother, Kyle, shared the good deed online. So, today is my sister's birthday, and when we went to pick up the cake, somebody had already paid for it. It was left with his cards. My family was speechless. Um, and the card said, uh, please enjoy your day. This random act of kindness is uh, been in love loving memory um, of uh, the lady who donated. This is now a viral post which has been liked more than 200,000 times. Jar Reggie also shared an image of his sister with a cake and a kind letter left by a centi. Dear birthday girl, in honor of my, honor of my daughter's 10th birthday, I've chosen your birthday cake to pay for. Every year I do this random act of kindness because I'm unable to buy my daughter a cake of, the of, of her own. Today is her big double-digit birthday. Please enjoy your day. The mother also revealed that she was inspired to start her annual act of kindness after joining the Miss Foundation, an organisation that supports families who have lost a child. Part of the program is encouraging bereaved family members to take part in random acts of kindness as a way of honouring their loved ones. Now, I love that for a bunch of reasons. Um, firstly, because, um, you know, I I genuinely think in times when, you know, your life has um, has gone through a bit of trauma, um, uh, particularly with the massive trauma that comes with losing a a loved one at such a such a young age um you can take that that you know as a as a as a negative thing or you can actually pay tribute um to the life of that person you've lost by making sure the world is a bit more of a positive place and interestingly i think the the fascinating thing about that is the amount of people who lose a loved one, uh, either through crime or disease, and then go on to support causes or start charities that actually make the world a better place. So I think that takes a lot of bravery, don't you? Mm,
1: yeah, definitely. Um,
0: what do you What, what do you um, What do you think of uh, of that act of kindness?
1: Yeah, I think it's really really nice because, like, um, obviously. That's made someone's day. That's probably made someone's life a little bit easier because sometimes birthday cakes aren't cheap or sometimes you don't know who could be struggling and just, like, that yeah. thing has made not just the birthday person happy but also the family as well. But but
0: also the, the reality of it is as well that mum... Is in a position where she knows that the memory of her daughter is doing the good in the world. And I love that. Um, I'll let you read the next story, Charlotte. And this is a couple so grateful for strangers' acts of kindness but upset kids after a Liverpool match.
1: A dad from Ireland has paid tribute to the great people of Liverpool after football fans stepped in to help after leaving gifts for his children behind.
0: Ken Corcoran Ken Corcoran from Bacolk?
1: went to Liverpool for the weekend with his wife Nicola to watch the Reds defeat Arsenal 4-0, the Liverpool Echo reported. But the couple got home to realise that they had left their children's Liverpool FC gifts behind in their hotel room. After calling the hotel, Ken took to social media and left a message in the Aimfield Rap Podcast subscribers' Facebook group to ask for help. The post read, I need some help, and if anyone is in Liverpool City Centre this morning... Today, this would be greatly appreciated. My wife and I were over for the weekend and stayed in the Novotel on, the Hano- on Hanover Street. We left to travel back to Ireland on Sunday morning and realised upon return we had left gifts for our children in the room. <laughs> it would be greatly appreciated if anyone has the time to say that they could pop in and ask for a direct phone number for reception. We have very li- upset little kiddies here. But after just one family, the, uh, one hour, the family had already had multiple offers of help, one of which was from for rap host John Gibbons. By 11am, just three hours after the post was published, John had picked up the gifts for Ken and Nicola. The couple had purchased a Liverpool away kit for their three-month-old Harper and a top for their seven-year-old Mia.
0: Love that. Absolutely love that. John said, "I was, uh, I was just in work looking on Facebook when I saw the post. You could tell from his post, he was really anxious about it. And when somebody's anxious, you just want to do what you can to help them out. I love that. Absolutely love that. I had a spare half an hour. I went to the hotel and after confirming his name, room numbers, showing our messages and describing what exactly was left in the room, I handed the gifts over. I think something most scarcers do is when something is in Liverpool, you ask them if they're having a good time and give them recommendations of where to go. When people are here, you just want to make sure they have a nice time. I think Liverpool as a city is probably one of the... Nicest cities I've been to, to be honest. Ken said he was blown away by the generous act of kindness. He said, We were so grateful for what John did. It's so nice to know that there's still people out there willing to take time out of their own day to do a good deed for another. It was especially nice to hear our seven year old telling her cousins about the kind man in Liverpool that is sending home her jersey. It just reaffirms what we already thought about Liverpool. It's a great city with great people, and I think that's absolutely Mm -hmm. right. Marce, have you been to Liverpool?
2: Uh, Once. We went to an Everton and match. We wasn't there long.
0: All right, yeah. You've not been in the city or anything like that? No, no, no. No. Yeah, I, I love Liverpool's. Is it? I've been mm, to yeah, a few time, so. times. So, and hopefully, I've, there's a trip lined up for 2022 with my mate. I'm I'm really looking forward, forward to that. Um, and on that note, that's our two uh, elements of kindness news today. Uh, I want to um, introduce part two of our um, of our interview for today. That's with Tamina Mirza. Tamina does loads of great work. I mean literally the elements that uh we discussed um there were so many i had trouble doing the questions because she does such amazing work across quite a wide range of different areas um so thank you for tamina for coming on the podcast if you've not listened to part one um have a look at the www.kindnessproject.co.uk uh, because the um part one will be on there on podcast 212 um uh but yeah let's listen to part two of Tamina we live in a uh, where we are in the Hornchurch I live in a sort of cul-de-sac um mm-hmm. and the one of the worst things about the pandemic is normally and, and we've started again now in 2022 but normally uh, uh, three four times a year we just close the cul-de-sac get out in the street and have an old-fashioned street party well, um,
2: helpful, and yes. it, yeah,
0: yeah and it's I, I mean literally to me it doesn't take much of an excuse to do it i mean i think it was we did it for the football in the summer we mm. did it for halloween yeah. You know, we did it we did it. we you you're lucky but,
3: because of the cold. to say, all i remember is the, the queen silver jubilee when i was a yeah. lot younger that's the one the street party i remember after that mm,
2: we've yeah, had here to
3: organize our own but actually it was that thought of going to the effort trying to do our street i think i think i think the
0: interesting thing is you know, you talk about nostalgia i remember street parties growing up you know in the late 80s early mm. 90s as a kid and you go actually that like there's some of the um fondest memories you know they're the memories yes. that you that you yes. actually remember but but the yeah uh, it, i think if you've got a, a you know one of the things that we're looking at doing a couple of years time is is potentially moving um mm-hmm. but the challenge i've got with that is we've got such amazing neighbors and it yes. does make to your life. Yeah, same you
3: know, I mean, here, same here
2: actually. Leader. Yeah.
0: And yeah. and
3: don't you think that the pandemic's actually brought communities together because people actually tried to make an effort and find out who their neighbours were and keep an eye on people. And and actually yet yeah, you're right, the the biggest Drawback to moving is well, who who are you going to be with? Yeah. Building up yeah. that network um, again, and you miss all your friends and neighbours. Yes,
0: I mean I, I'm an optimist, so I think most people are generally good, um, and <laughs> and too. hopefully wherever we wherever we go, it's it, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a great place. But um, yeah, you just uh, there's that. I mean, the, the funniest story uh, I've uh, I've got about about lockdown and coming out of lockdown is we've got an amazing neighbour, a guy called Adam, um, yeah. who's a paramedic and uh so he does brilliant work you know every time every time he came back you know uh, everybody was going like is everything okay do you need any help because he was doing like sort of mm-hmm. work that supported like everybody in the community so we made sure he was looked after oh, what um, uh, guy. Yeah. and um and uh he <laughs> he came about you know in the summer it was probably uh probably august september he came over and said uh chris you need to come over to my house i was like Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Why do I need to come over? I've um, I've started beekeeping, and I want to show you these bees. Mm. I said, "Oh, brilliant." Uh, we won't do it today because I want to bring my daughter over because she will love it. He said, okay. "Yeah, great. Bring Sophia." So my my youngest daughter's my oldest one, uh, similar to your daughter is actually a year away from university she's going next year so we're Uh doing the university tours at the minute which is interesting stuff (laughs) um but the younger one the younger one's not so so um i said yeah sophia loves seeing sort of walked into his garden um and he's got his hive set up in his in his garden and he gave sophia like a proper full-on beekeeping yeah, wanna make sure you're safe, wanna make sure you don't get stung and stuff like that. And then he went, looked at me and went, Sorry, Chris, I've only got a helmet for you. Now I'm wearing it, I'm wearing a t-shirt with my arms exposed. I'm going, oh, cheers, mate. I'm just like, I can't believe you've done stand of, back. Little, yeah, exactly. But the experience and 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 actually I didn't realise that beekeeping just was so involved like he had to oh. learn
3: he went on courses yes so, yes it's so. fascinating so I fun enough I had a customer um I came across as a funding um who's a local beekeeper in Walthamstow and uh-huh. he has a his own range of honey um it's a secret way he keeps all his hives but it, yes and that's where I found out a lot more about bees and then I read about the beekeeper of Aleppo that's a, a fiction book but it's amazing and it's, it's about the how the beekeeping experience brings people together as well
0: um, yeah. and about nature and appreciating Which, um your but, green but space it, and, and it, their it, environment so yes but it was absolutely fascinating to go and see these bees and then three weeks later as a knock on the door he's he's bought us a honey and, oh, how, well,
3: course, and, Yeah,
0: and, and it was just that to me is just community do you know what mm. i mean that to me mm-hmm. is just like just small acts of kindness that help us just oh, maintain those those connections. So I absolutely love it. Now, Brilliant. You,
3: and you do before you move on. You do know that the local honey is best for people who are hay fever sufferers, as as local as you can get it.
0: Well, I mean, interestingly, the thing I didn't realise is is uh, and and this is what Adam was telling me. You know, uh, honey that's made by a sort of small batch, you know, local producers are uh, usually by bees fed on pollen so where we are uh, uh, our house it backs onto our county park so uh-huh. similar to you i've got you know i've got loads That's of green big. space and that was mm-hmm. that was really good during lockdown so the bees effectively fly over to the counterpart yes. pollinate and then come back but a lot of, sort of mass produced honey you buy um the bees are sugar fed Yes, yeah. So there it, because it's a it's a factory arrangement and you can taste the difference in that honey. Mm, you know, that mm. honey that's actually made by sort of pollen is just incredible. It, so yeah, it's it just, is
3: incredible, yes. And I it's not actual, is it? Yeah. Definitely, yes. Um, yeah. And good for you as well.
0: <laughs> so so talk talk to us a bit about so I know you've told us a bit about the work of sports and humanity. What story in terms of sporting humanity do you think? explains how important the work they they do is
3: oh, so one of the earlier projects was um, um somebody came up with a with a sort of a tackling loneliness campaign and we called it love through the letterbox And the idea was, and we did do it, so what happened is we got some local schools involved and it happened to be Newham, Redbridge, Havering, and I think there was a school in Barking and Dagenham, and the teachers got involved by getting the children to write letters. So at this stage, they were telling them about themselves, but they didn't know who they were writing to. We then roped in lots of care homes, and it was across six boroughs, including at that point... Bexley um, and then the local six boroughs in East London as well. So we ended up having nearly, I think it was uh, nearly 800 letters from school children um, and they were from the age of six to about 11. And actually, the very young children, they they were doing drawings and, and some of them were a bit illegible. I have to admit, two or three vol- letters we had to, the volunteers had to write back because we couldn't work them out. So we didn't send yeah, them yeah. to the care. but literally it was yeah. only a few. So, out of, no, sorry, yeah, nearly 700 letters. Um, um, and we had six schools involved and about 20 care homes in the end and and the volunteers were dropping off batches of the letters to the care homes and the residents were then using it as an activity for them to write back if they wrote themselves, that was great otherwise the carers were writing it on their behalf or some homes they said, look, we we haven't got anybody who can write back and they did an email as like a joint with some feedback and the the school children when they got the responses back from the care homes, you know, lovely cards and letters telling them about their stories, they were so delighted and they want to carry on. So it was, it was a one-off project at the time. And and I've got some photos again, if if you want to have a look at the, um, some of the pictures and the letters that were written, it's all on the supporting humanities website and the Instagram. Um, But yes, amazing responses. And the children were so excited to write writing skills are, obviously on the decline because of internet and, and phones and so on um, and the old, older people just enjoyed having those letters to, to read yeah. uh, and, it and it's brought, maintaining uh, I mean, those
0: connections it goes back to that generational thing doesn't it you know yeah. maintaining those connections and uh, learning from each other I'd imagine
3: yeah and schools would love to go and visit but for the pandemic that was impossible at care yes. homes but so this was an alternative and in future hopefully some of the schools may organize that even younger children actually work with care homes even small younger children under five works um but we, we are actually that's resulted in so the, the charity then apply uh, uh, hamlets we're going to replicate that in uh, quarter one next year so i'm actually going to be the team lead for tower hamlets so same thing we're going to get schools involved we actually don't need a lot of schools they have more children it's the care homes, finding enough care homes with people who want to or can write back. Um, and we'll do that for the Town Hamlet care homes and schools specifically. That's an idea. But yes, the 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 the, the colourful drawings, the pictures, the, the children were so creative. They did puzzles and poems and, and um things to do. It was almost crosswords. So don't go. I think we had they were very creative and it was amazing the standard of written um letters and, and stories it was <laughs> And and
0: it sounds like supporting humanity has gone from quite a sort of small, sort of targeted project to something a bit. So sort of wider, it uh, is um... a lot
3: wider, and, it's, <laughs> and in a way, we're, um, so like I said, it started from the burial <coughs> trust, which was funeral director bereavement arrangements. But because of the mental health support, Awarding humanity started. Actually, they originally started um, in March, um, doing the hot foods to the NHS because yeah. there was a restaurants were empty, and, and the volunteers actually cooked meals and and supplied hospitals, care homes, and individuals who were isolated um, with hot food for about two months. But once things opened up, obviously the restaurants were busy, and and, and then the support line so they have they've it's been an amazing project there's about there are at least apart from the burial side 150 volunteers on that side another 50 volunteers who have come from all walks of life who are giving their time for free um and they do an amazing job i have to shout out to all the volunteers and the trustees at both charities um because if the social media team for example a group of young people and they are amazing they're they keep Look, I, every, I, all you- active and up to date and all the the big news at the moment they're doing um day trips for the elderly so over 60s um they've done i did a trip to cambridge coach trip it was again all catered for taken with them and we've got a natural history museum trip on saturday unfortunately tickets are all booked out but again if anybody's over the age of 60 in the east london boroughs um you're very welcome to look out for Next year, when we should be running the trips to Cambridge, a beach and a few other places that will still to be organised.
0: <laughs> no, no, I love that idea. And, and and again, I think, you know, now we're allowed to go out in the world again. Um, we're now in a position where, you know, that uh, we we I think we've realised our impact important that social engagement is you know it's just... oh
3: chris the, the comments and the feedback from the participants they were just so grateful just to be out just to be able to meet new people to be out socializing to be yeah. looked after to be taken somewhere to be have uh, got out of their environment i suppose if they'd been in their homes or four walls for however many months at that time this was in the summer we started so yes yeah, so look at so we've got a big one on on saturday so we'll be out the like, battery so you
0: have to, to Natural history museum.
3: Museum, yes. And we'll we'll do a tour of the Christmas lights on the way back. But we've got lots of volunteers actually on the coach and then separately going up there by tubes to, to support at the museum. So
0: so you're busy working, you're busy, um, yes. you're busy doing all of this stuff. What gets you up in the morning and and, and what sort of just keeps that passion to give back ignited for you?
3: Uh, for me, I, I suppose it, it is a sense of community and giving back. Anyway, I've always volunteered in different guises. To, London Olympics was when I sort of joined up for Team London and I, I then did some, you know, ambassador and volunteer stuff. But actually, is that, I just find it also exciting meeting people. Um, you never know the stories they tell you, learning something new uh, about them, about about just, like I said, I come across customers, the beekeeping, I, you know, surprisingly I know
0: this about is, that. This is, um, this is one of the amazing things I love about doing this podcast, because you get to have, like, we've known each other for sort of probably, I don't know, 10 years. years yes 10 yes. years um russ russ was only uh, a little baby when when because uh, being my son no i'm only kidding uh uh but um uh and i didn't know you did all this amazing work no exactly and, actually it's so true we don't find don't out about you? people enough do we, yeah, we don't and,
3: and,
0: and actually and, and that's on me not on you but 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 the just the, the idea of, of understanding people and, and what drives them and what motivates them fascinates me. So so yeah, it's it's that learning a new something new all the time. It's, yeah, that's that
3: is one of my core values. Learning and development. I suppose I need that variety, but but it's that. Freedom of choice to be able to do what you want when you want as well, and and as as you say, I'm lucky that I have got a career um that I can I can do and accommodate around it. Because actually, what how I started with the charity originally wasn't the emotional support volunteer, was as a flute The grant writer, I was writing the bids because. The CEO said to me, "Oh, I'm too busy. I haven't got time to do this. Can you do it?" And actually, it's exactly the same as writing a credit application to a bank for whatever a million pounds (laughs) to say, "Borrow this." It was exactly the same skills, and that's that's what's kept me busy. So, but actually, it's the work now that keeps me excited and keep, as you said, it makes me want to get out of bed and do more because the genuine feedback, the gratitude, the thankfulness, the the difference that it makes to people's lives. That is the key thing that's for me. the
0: driver isn't it you yes. know that you know how, how does
3: this positively impact other people's lives yep. i'm making a difference in people's lives and, and that's what yeah. keeps it going so. yes
0: yeah. and and what's next what like sort of i mean it Ooh. sounds like you've got a lot on so well, if t- you it is most,
3: yeah no the Valley will be a project it will come to an end probably in a year or so next year at the end of next year so yes i am looking ahead i did get involved with some um so kindergartens in northern india so my family are from gujarat in the middle of india and i've never been north it's a rural mountainous um region one of the smaller states of india um and again it was i met some indian para athletes when i was a volunteer at the para athletics in london and through that i met a social activist um through facebook actually so when i went to india i made a, a trip out to northern india which is beautiful absolutely beautiful it's part of where the dalai lama uh, the same state where he stays and, and it's mountainous and it's at the foothills of the himalayas um, and he does a lot for his state um, his again shout out to ravi Dogra, he's on my facebook friend um but what he said is the state is very good in terms of education um, and they do provide the facilities and the teachers um, but when I went to see these kindergartens each village is on a separate mountain so the children, there may only be six or ten children per village but they need to have their own, they're too young to climb up down one mountain and go to the next village gotcha. yeah. um, so the, the government will provide the premises and the teacher salary for that but obviously the equipment just wasn't up to the standard that we yeah, have yeah, here yeah. even in our homes, you know, sort of second hand book and things the toys and the books and the material so it was just something that with a few friends and family, I collected money for books, and then I it extended to stationery and sweets and chocolates and biscuits. And I sent it out to two kindergartens, shipped it out there, um, and 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 they, they loved it. But then Amazing. what happened? He said, there's seven kindergartens here in my particular district. So it was like, okay, I've only done two. So that's when I got a few other businesses, and Chris, you may be familiar, um, uh, Vistara Financial Services and Ashford's accountants. So they sponsored me for one kindergarten, and there's also a boys' orphanage, so I collected clothes, and it didn't take a lot, just literally between seven or six friends and family, I collected enough clothes um, to send it out to the orphanages, and again, we did the same for the other kindergartens, and and collected some age-appropriate books, toys, stationery, Some sweets and biscuits um, and sent that out. It did get delayed because of the pandemic to deliver them, but what they did is they managed to deliver them at the beginning of the year um, and it got it out to the children. They called children to a central place because the schools they weren't allowed to be in the schools at that time. They were going through various lockdowns as well. Um, So that was just a start. But what he really wants to do is uh, if you have you seen the film Padman? No, no, it's a Bollywood film, but it's based on a true story of a man who um, sanitary and women's health and hygiene is um, can be very under neglected in yeah. these developing countries. And, and and there's certain religious taboos as well. Um, and I actually have got a friend. So, again, shout out to Alexandra, Alexandra Morris, she, uh, female dignity. She, that's exactly what she's doing. But what they want to do is raise money to um have a sort of factory producing sanitary towels um from made from natural resources so whatever the natural material is in that country it can be bamboo it can be um uh, banana leaves it can be cotton it can be sugar par- um, palm and um they'll, and the aim is to the, the charity will raise the money to have enough to set up the factory unit, the equipment, train the staff, but the women would provide employment locally and then the women who are selling it um to the local women. It it creates enterprise as
0: well, doesn't it? Yeah, local enterprise as
3: well as and and then the the late I'm getting so my friend wants to do that on his own back. And then I came across this late um um, Amanda, sorry Alexander of female dignity who's who's actually set up a charity specifically. So I I want to put the two together. Yeah, and that's a potential site for her next. She's working so, on the to, yes. yeah I mean, she's I mean, actually I mean, working on Nigeria at the moment, um, and and she's you know they're learning how to get the collaboration, and then potentially Ravi in India and Himachal Pradesh would, would be a future project. So that might take raising money in the UK. Um, hopefully, I can help him, Um Like I said, once this eases off in the next year or so, um, but we'll look to that to do that in the next couple of years.
0: You know, you know what? I mean, I, I say this to my to my to girls um you, you don't know how lucky you are because some of those some of those challenges that you know kids and women and girls mm-hmm. facing uh in i mean it's an interesting one because it's not only other countries it's actually in the uk so you know, yes there is fe- that a feminine hygiene poverty is you know we we did an interview uh with the hygiene bank um and they uh effectively give um uh fundraising gives so, so let, let me give you an example they've got a relationship with boots uh the chemist oh, who don't who donate them uh feminine hygiene equipment uh, and they, yes. they then give it away to people who can't afford feminine hygiene yes yeah,
3: there's, there's you're right there aren't there is yeah. there is still um that feminine hygiene product poverty in the UK. And yes, I've heard of the charities who collect products or raise money yeah, for that. Yeah. And it's an amazing and and you're right, you don't have to look too far from home. But, and can you imagine what it would be like in a developing country? Well, so there, people yeah, are missing girls thing. are missing school. So if yeah. you're missing up school once a month, how is that effect impacting your 100%. education, your social culture, your your family life, your future mm. potential, all sorts, all sorts it's of the... ongoing social impact for the country actually. It's
0: huge. Do, do you think there's an element of social taboo as well in, in in terms of some of those conversations, and that has an impact?
3: Definitely, that that that's uh, the issue in certain, and it is it is certain cultures. You can't put it down to one religion or one uh, culture. It's certain cultures. So it, even in India, there's pockets where it's worse, um, and and you hear of you know. In certain cultures and religions, it's like the women are considered unclean, and and there's some horror stories. There's, they, they live on a hut, isolated hut, but actually, if they're there for a week on their own, that, I'm sorry, but that's that's ripe for yeah. predators, isn't it? So yeah, they're at risk, all sorts of. Things that we can't even imagine, actually.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's a dad or two girls, it's yeah. the, some of these issues for women are, are really like we need to tackle them, you know. They're, uh,
3: they're heart wrenching, aren't they? When you realize what is involved, because it's that realization we, we didn't even if, if we don't if you're not aware of what the problems are in other places, whether it's UK or abroad, um, you, you don't realize again, it comes out of gratitude and how lucky you are and appreciative of what you're doing
0: not yeah. like you. I mean, part of the reason we do the podcast and part of the reason I like having interesting conversations <laughs> with amazing people is is actually to challenge my own perception of the world. Because I, <laughs> my, the problem is, I'm a natural optimist. So I think everything's, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to live a quite a privileged life. But, you know, sometimes you forget what's going on outside your bubble. And, you know, <laughs> help people
2: that need it
3: yeah no of course and i'm like you definitely an optimist um and of what i have but of course we all get sucked into our own little lives and yeah. and and we just lose sight of how how lucky and how you know obviously how privileged we are you can't but say but also that. Yeah.
0: how much impact we can have by doing yes. this amazing work and,
3: and that's what i think and it doesn't matter how large or small <laughs> the impact is you um, there's a saying, in, in, and I'm going to quote it wrong, but even in this song, there's a saying, you, you save one person's life, it's like you've ser- saved humanity
0: yeah yeah love that
3: and it's
0: so true I just, isn't I it that. yeah yeah love that uh right so we um we're coming to the end of the podcast now wow. i want to make sure that everybody gets a shout out but you've got so many projects i want to make sure that we we shout out all of them <laughs> so where where can, firstly where can we find out a bit about you and where can we find out a bit about some of the amazing projects you're involved with
3: okay so um I'm not that brilliant on social media, but everything is on LinkedIn. So LinkedIn, I am on Facebook as well. So connect with me if you're interested, that I'd be delighted to. Um, and I do post certain things I tend on Facebook, but LinkedIn, I suppose, is my professional one, so I haven't put too much, but I'll make an effort to put more on there. You but know
0: what? My- I, I mean, it's really interesting. I We don't put anything about podcasts. We don't put much about podcasts on LinkedIn. We use Twitter and Facebook
1: for um, that.
0: Like. But I, I don't know. Whether that's actually an old-fashioned concept, and I I think it is,
3: and I I agree with you because people are saying, "Is LinkedIn is not the person?" Well, actually, it is. It's about the person, so it's probably down to you and me as well, well. We, we're we not really social but, media people but... But, but
0: but but particularly in in our sort of profession where it's all about the relationship only mm. you want to know about some of the other stuff that you definitely, do so definitely. so yeah I I, I I i might i might take my own advice and post a bit more, more and, stuff and, and i need to talk. post
3: more so yeah my own Twitter, my own linkedin um is does have more of the history of what i'm involved in but obviously go to the ch- individual charities websites websites and instagram so, so Supporting Humanity, they're definitely big on Instagram and their website. Tiffany Wally Heritage Food Project Project. is Facebook and a website. Um, Burial Trust, the local one in Forest Gate, uh, they've got a website. They're not huge on social media because it's such a local community. Um, But um, the the other one I mentioned, Female Dignity, and the sanitary product that she's on, that's Amanda at Female Dignity, is on the website. Um, Who else? And Ravi Singh Jogra, the the um social activist in india he's more on facebook so they're, they're all connected to me as well so you're welcome to look at my t- uh, links to connection I'm to find all,
0: these I'm, people and what we do with every every podcast uh interview we do we, we we have show notes so they'll all be on the kindnessproject.co.uk. take a look at the show notes and all of the links will be on there uh tamina it's been an absolute pleasure i've loved it
3: Oh, thank you Chris it's been amazing yes and, and it was only when I sat down to write what I've been involved in that I realised how much I've done it. it's just otherwise yes just, this is what well, I've done and forgotten about it
0: keep up the amazing work and thank uh, you so much. when so may, maybe, maybe in a year or so's time we can have you back and just talk about some updates in terms of what's going on in your life
3: oh I would love to it's been fa- fascinating and thank you so much Chris for what you do as well
0: thank you appreciate that so that was part of the demeanour. that was good wasn't it? yeah well was. And let's get on to the end of the show. And you have a little jingle.
1: Here's the end of another podcast. Now, I'm just thinking, right? The
0: end, can we... <laughs> the, end. Just the end is the beginning
1: of something entirely
0: new. I'm done. She's done. <laughs> i tell you what I was thinking, right? I was thinking, can we not get, like, just a recording of Charlotte saying that to... Uh, no. To... No, she doesn't want to
2: do well, that. Russ, well, producer Russ, what are we doing? Producer Russ says yes. Oh what well i've got set up on the on the computer in the bedroom the main computer the desktop yeah is called a stream deck right and one of the is
0: is this the thing you've spent quite a lot of money on that you're really proud uh, of
2: there's 700 pound things coming tomorrow how much was it russ say <laughs> That seems like the most random number in the yeah, world. That specifically is just for streaming stuff, right? In remote location, in in the field. How much
0: stuff are you going to stream yourself your top off? Just that, <laughs> of none. none. No, okay, you
2: sure.
0: I'll definitely
2: be dressed when I one, attend. One, one spit
0: and twice shy. yeah? I'll you're never doing it again. I'll be
2: dressed when I attend that event.
0: Good. I'm pleased to hear it. I've just but, got this image of Russ just going. Hello, this is the uh, Russell Dames podcast, right. Top this With Russ. Um, <laughs> uh,
2: yes, that is that is what we're going to call your well, podcast. You some, uh, cooking Top, top this With Russ. Cooking Top this With Russ. <laughs> that's an amazing podcast. Russ, I'm so um, sorry, I won't I won't be
1: Russ, listening to it. Russ, listening only
2: listening fans, it. mate, that's where you want oh, to Only fans, <laughs> people paying of oh. fibre. To, to tune into Cooking Talk no, with Russ. Just let me finish what I was saying. Go on, OnlyFage fair Go on, you? <laughs> I've got a string deck and what right. it does other than other than what's it called? It's a macro keys system. You've but got two it right? Should we crack on with the show? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I will to listen to what this. What it also does, it's had sound effects to podcast recordings.
0: Ah, I see. So you
2: press a button and it has a sound effect for
1: Amazing. I quite enjoy doing it every that episode. Like, my life. She likes,
0: she likes Even doing it every episode. Hey. But I I, 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 the only thought in my, my head now is uh, we need to make cooking taplers with us as a, as a, as a YouTube web series. Uh, uh, cooking taplers with us. Watch the gas. Um, uh, uh, careful of the uh, oil. Um, okay, and funny enough. Um, uh, our last week's question of the podcast um, was what's the most memorable meal you've ever had? Well, one that Russ has cooked up with, clearly. <laughs> <coughs> um, so let's let's do the answers. Steve Dan, uh, friend of the show, friend of mine, really good guy. Uh, any chip loaf. Now, I don't know whether we you remember this because we did speak about chip loafs uh in a previous podcast. On several podcast. occasions. That is a Big like um bakery loaf with the middle ripped out and just chips in the middle with loads of like stuff put in there. Sounds disgusting. Steve reckons it's lovely. What did Justin Gaffney say?
1: Uh, dinner in the revolving restaurant of the CN Tower, Toronto, with my Canadian auntie. They had the a starter of chef's special French onion soup with croutons and melted cheese. <laughs> most delicious
0: soup I have ever tasted. Amazing. And uh, I'll, I'll give you an update on next week's podcast, but we are, uh, we are up at the top of the walkie-talkie, Cassie and I and next week for a lovely dinner up at the Sky Garden. So that should be, uh, that should be good fun. I'll, I'll let everybody know what that's like next week. Caroline Thompson said a seven-course dinner. I hope Raz is cooking this at the Sky Garden. Shall I have a word with him, Raz, so you can do the first episode of cooking topless with Russ at the top of the Sky no, Garden? no. Oh, uh, Caroline Thompson said, a seven-course dinner sitting on the white sands of Diani Beach in Kenya. Oh, that sounds amazing. One of the things that's still on my list that I haven't done yet is uh, either go to any of, you know, I've been to Africa a few times, but, you know, Kenya I haven't been to, Safari I haven't done, um, and sitting on the white sands eating an amazing dinner sounds amazing. Uh, Tracy uh, friend of the show and uh, married to my dad uh, said, uh, Cassie's mushrooms, that's my wife's mushroom she loves. Cooking tablets for Cassie. No, <laughs> no, we're not that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, she won't like that. Stacey Key said, she's got a few. The Witchery restaurant in Edinburgh, Hatong in the Shards, Sartoria at Savile Row, but she's never had cooking tablets for us. Um, and then. Um, that,
1: I don't know if anyone's ever
0: cooking topless rust have, have you ever cooked Kelly's dinner topless rice? I haven't. No. Try, try it tonight. So live stream it. Live stream it. Live stream it on the on the Kindish Project Facebook page. No,
1: please
0: don't. <laughs> and on that note, my friends, that's the end of the show. Uh, have a amazing week, uh, and we'll see you in it some of the Clannad Project.
1: Bye. Bye.